0: Live from the Motor City all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now, sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice. And join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime. Good evening, everybody. This is the reckless speculation NFL kick kickoff show. I am your host Tom Sloan, and we're gonna be bringing you lots of actions t- tonight. Uh, I'm going to recap some of the top games from last week. Lions go in the lion bow, we'll call it, and and take care of business against Green Bay. Miami, boy, their offense went belly up against Buffalo. Uh, That was uh, quite a performance, both offensively and defensively, by Buffalo, so we'll talk about that. And the commanders gave... Gave the Eagles everything they could, taking them to overtime and ultimately losing. Uh, so we'll go over that game. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other uh, hot topics around the NFL. We'll give us, we'll give you guys the uh, reckless speculation uh, top five rankings. Some game balls are going to be handed out, and the super bet your nuts where we preview this week's upcoming action. But before we get going here tonight, we do want to let you know. Yesterday, I might not have been powered by Jack, but you bet your ass tonight I am. Jack Daniel, single barrel. Yep, folks, I put the big old block of ice in, let it water it down because uh, it's a little bit uh, too uh, heavy for my liking. But once that, that ice melts, I can take it down. So Reckless Speculation, powered by Jack. Always get yourself some. And our sponsors, Davis Kessler and Davis. The premier law firm of Chattanooga and anywhere in the state of California or uh, Tennessee, excuse me. Uh, like I've said it before, Toonts is the driving cat, falls, flies over the cliff. Who are you going to call? That's right, Robbie Davis. Uh, unfortunately, he's not been able to make it uh, tonight uh, due to some unfortunate cir- circumstances. Uh, but he is the man that you want to call Davis Kessler and Kessler and as always cnw construction sporting their fancy new logo and some of their fine examples that they've uh, recently uh, finished up here uh, my words don't do it justice the images do so give them a follow in the greater nashville area cnw construction uh there's Davis Kessler and Davis again um but before we get this train on the track uh Fun fact for September 4th. On this date in 1957, the USSR launched Sputnik into orbit. It turned out to be the very first satellite to orbit the Earth, which ultimately started the space race between Russia and the United States. And ironically enough, I don't know if this has any bearing on it. We'll just say it does. It's National Vodka Day. Um, So maybe instead of putting some Jack in your cup, maybe put a little Tito's in your cup. Whatever you're liking is, uh, check it out. Uh, So some famous birthdays of October 4th. Rutherford B. Hayes, the 19th president of the United States, uh, 1822. Long time ago. Uh, Charlton Heston, world-famous actor, 1923, and everyone's crush when I was growing up. Alicia Silverstone, born in 1967. I have a feeling this guy... Might have had a little crush on her as well. Raj Mehta, good evening, my friend.
1: Oh, hell yeah, dude. And Clueless, oh man, she was next level. Yeah, <laughs> all about it. I don't know about the Bat-Ran and Robin one, but uh, Clueless was just next level.
0: Yeah, Not not sure oh, what, ha- what happened to her since then. Uh, she looks a little weathered, but uh, nonetheless, she was definitely uh, a social... On the Britney
1: roller coaster a bit, but right now yeah. she's on the good the good part of the roller coaster.
0: Yeah, she's uh she's got her seatbelt on. Brandon Chain, hey buddy, how we doing? Yeah,
2: Clueless was a classic, boys. Uh, yeah, everyone watched that one a hundred times, especially uh, at our age, young little boys watching.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. uh, there, there might have been some ulterior motives involved with watching that movie. Man, there was some uh, some pausing some smoke shows. on the VCR. <laughs> You ruined it. The top of of the picture started going sideways. But uh, all right, fellas, we're going to get this thing going. Uh, We're going to start off in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where my lovable Leos, the Pontiac Pussycats, the grit Detroit Lions go in and absolutely dominate Jordan Love and the Packers. Uh, Aside from an early interception from Jared Goff in the first possession, they took off. They absolutely dominated in the first half. Twenty-seven to three at halftime is the largest lead uh, any Detroit Lion uh, game in history. Which it's kind of kind of sad if you think about it. Um, in that long history that they have. That was the biggest lead, but um, I've never heard of an
1: NFC North team shedding a tear for the Green Bay Packers.
0: No, and and you won't. Naturally, there was a lot of Bears fans that were like, "As much as we hate Detroit, we hate Green Bay more." So good, good on good on the Lions. My uh, buddy is
1: that guy. He he's all about Detroit. Like anything to hurt Green Bay. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I have to say, I, I I will give kudos to Jordan Love. Uh, a lot like Colorado last week, uh, coming out in the second half, he he looked good. He he made a lot of good plays. Put him on the board. Actually, make cut it that 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 game to ten before uh, a pick in Detroit took over. Um, the defense, the Lions' defense, is probably the most improved aspect of this team since last year. Aaron Glenn has got those boys playing uh, top level, especially the front defense. I've said it before on this show. Isaiah Bugs comes into the middle. Him and Ali McNeil are just absolute uh, gaps which opened the door for Aiden Hutchison. They get uh, seven six sacks on the day, 13 for the season. Um, Brandon, I'll start with you. Who gets the credit here? Is this Aaron Glenn, or is this uh, a situation where those front boys are just really healthy and and proving, you know their value to this team?
2: I think it's it's the players in this situation. I mean, they just – they look completely different in this game than I've seen them thus far. Um, Like you said, health has a lot to do with it. Uh, Chemistry starting to form there. These guys are are really working together. They just dominated, uh, you know, in the trenches there. On both sides of the ball, really. I mean, and I'm sure you'll talk about the offense here shortly, but – I mean, just this game was in the trenches the whole way. Uh, I think Detroit had 43 uh, rushing attempts and only 28 passing attempts. I mean, it was heavy, heavy run, and it showed with 211 yards on the ground.
0: They, they just lined up and said, what do you got? We're giving you our best. Let's see your best. Suit. Green Bay's front defense is no slouch. They they came in uh, after a, a big week the uh, week prior coming back against the Saints, um, mm-hmm.
1: and
0: and it was led by that defensive front. So uh, that that line is led by Penasheul, who he's just the the heart and soul of the whole team. He's kind of the 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 guy who rattles up the troops pregame. He gets them motivated before they go back into the the locker room. But you did mention Brandon that. Uh, the Lions rushing game over 200 yards, led by David Montgomery, who had like 129 on the, on the, on the ground, three touchdowns. Here's a guy who 0-7 in his career with the, with the Bears uh, against the Packers, his first game against the Packers with the Lions, just absolutely dominated. And this is a guy that was questionable going into the game. He looked ready to go. It proved it. But there's a guy coming back this weekend. Two weeks early from a, a gambling suspension, Jamison Williams. He gives this team now a, a deep threat that they've kind of been uh, lacking this season. Mm-hmm. Raj, with the return of JMO, does this kind of change the perspective of the offense uh, where it was heavy run? Do we see now more of a, more of a, a, a lean to? a passing attack with with the Ben Johnson offense who has been known to mix things up a bit.
1: Uh first of all, if you were the number 5 thanks to Reggie Bush, you got to live up to the hype and the standards and uh <laughs> that's certainly the case with David Montgomery. Um it's just going to add more balance. I mean it's going to take, you know, the top off the defense with a guy with that kind of speed. Being said, you know, It takes some time. Receivers very difficult to step right back in after being out. Um, I think most people can recognize that. You asked about an MVP. Uh, I go with Brad Holmes. And whether it be, you know, obviously the defensive drafts, um, offensive drafts, St. Brown in the fourth. But defensively, when you look at, you know, obviously Hutchinson, Branch, Uh, Campbell Anzalone these guys that are just I don't think he drafted Anzalone but no Detroit is number one what's that
0: Campbell Dan Campbell coached him coached at New Orleans when Anzalone was there so he came over for that's right Campbell that's right
1: but um the point being it's you know Cam Sutton other guys they signed obviously Gardner Johnson who's a great run stopper but they are number one in the NFL against the run at 60.8 yards per carry, the number four defense in the NFL. And you're just seeing a front seven and even a back four that are all working together, and they're plugging holes. And, again, how many sacks did they have? Six last game, how many?
0: Six last week. They got 13 on the season,
1: and that's the last two games. Exactly. And, uh, you know, again, the ceiling is so high for this team. And, and like I said, when, you know, Aaron Jones – having five carries what for 18 yards like mm-hmm. they just absolutely shut them down you make Jordan Love beat you through the air and you're gonna win and I haven't seen them control Green Bay like that in Green Bay in
0: probably 25 years I mean it was uh, I thought the Lions could go in there and win and win and but I didn't think that they were going to go in there and and just absolutely rip their heart out like they did. Uh, As a Lion fan who witnessed time and time again uh, my heart being broken, uh, this was uh, vilification, we'll say, at its finest with that game. Um, But like I said before, Jordan Love showed a lot of resilience coming out of halftime. And there's no question, Matt LeFleur, uh, his message was pretty clear. Uh, we got our ass kicked. And they responded with a nice touchdown drive coming out of the uh, halftime. And like I said, they got it to within 10 before Detroit was like, okay, we're done playing. We're going we're gonna to take this off. Um, but second half put up 17 points, a couple nice drives, rushing touchdown. Should, should Packer fans feel comfortable with, with uh, Jordan Love moving forward? Uh, as the heir apparent of, to Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Brandon?
2: I think so at this point. Um, I think he's still a little wet behind the ears. I know he's been there for three years or this is maybe his third year. I can't remember. Um, this is his first full year of, you know, getting consistent starting playing time. Uh, we're, we're still working. I mean, offensive line is not terrible, but, you know, receiving core is not great right now. Uh, you you got to put some pieces around them to help him out a little bit. Um, running game was just awful, which is just yep. detrimental to a rookie quarterback essentially. Um, yep. So you you've got to have a strong run game to take a little pressure off of him. But I thought he did well. You know, he showed some good poise in the second half, coming back and and fighting it out. Um, you know, that's a testament to the floor too, and and you know, kind of re-scheming and pushing his guys. You know, maybe Detroit let off the gas a little bit and then, you know, kind of realized, hey, you know, they're, they're – still think they're in this. Let's put them away. But um, I think Green Bay's okay. I mean, you give them another year or two, some draft picks and, you know, p- possible uh, waiver pickups or trades or free agent signings, I think they're, they're going to put the pieces together.
0: Yeah, I think that was one thing that uh, Dan Campbell said going into halftime was, you know, his fear is, uh, will they lose that momentum that they had, uh, that that passion or that fire that, that fueled them in that first half? And and I, I think they did. I, I, and I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's an unnatural thing when you, you've got all the momentum and then you go into a halftime and, and uh, you know, you get a little bit relaxed and come out. But I do think their scheme changed a little bit. Uh, in the secondary, but not up front. And, and like you said, Raj, uh, Aaron Jones, 18 yards on the ground, and, and he's coming off a hamstring injury, but um, they put it to him. They hit him hard. There was one instance, in and in, I believe it was the first, first quarter, that um, Cam Sutton that you mentioned absolutely laid the wood to him, flipped him uh, ass over apple cart. And uh, I, I, they, they put their will to them, and, and the running game just could not get going. Um, they are so the much more to me. physical,
1: so much more physical than they've been. I mean, they are just Campbell, Hutchinson, everybody, like you said, Bugs. They
0: are mean up front. You can hear the pads mm-hmm. Detroit plays. Yeah, and you look at. You look at you mentioned Brad Holmes, and and you look at the game last night with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. You want to talk about a guy that has no desire to be on the football field. Um, he takes plays off more often than not. He just was not not a factor whatsoever. And then you look at Aiden Hutchinson, and I know I'm eating cornbread, I'm drinking the Honolulu Blue and Silver Kool Aid, but. The guy has a motor 100 miles an hour every play. And and the fact that Jacksonville uh, passed on him uh, last year is just, you know that they've got to be kicking themselves. So it's fun to watch. Uh, Again, I'll be down there Sunday. I I can't wait for that. Ford Field's going to be a buzz for sure. But uh, speaking of a, a fan base that is always a buzz, we're talking Bills Mafia. They absolutely gutted the Dolphins Sunday. Uh, dominating fashion, 48-20. Josh Allen, 320 yards passing, four touchdowns, one of which was on the ground. This is the Buffalo team. I think we all thought we were going to see coming into the season. Uh, A little bit of a slow start to the season, but this was a statement game. Uh, All the hype and circumstance was coming for Miami, and Buffalo said, and if I could quote Lee Corso, Not so fast. They absolutely uh, took it to them. Two of four, comes back down the earth, uh, only throws one touchdown, 282 yards. I think 30 other teams would say that's not a bad quarterback performance. But when you regularly put up 400 and you end up with 282, that's a great defensive statement. Um, So, Brandon, I'll start with you. Clearly, they, they came out, and they, they had something to prove. Is this now the team to beat in the AFC East? The Bills? The Bills, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the Bills we expected. Um, the offense was clicking. I mean, they were scoring at will. They, they started off, I mean, I think it was like two minutes into the game. They were already in the red zone and scored. Uh, it It was just – Miami couldn't hang on tight enough to to figure out what was happening to them because they were not used to this and it goes back to what we talked about earlier this year. Um, you know preseason games are important to play in and and they they didn't and it takes a while to get that game ready chemistry and in, in game time situations it's it's tough to just manifest that in a practice so, I think you're starting to see them pick up a little momentum here. They're they're getting things together. Um, they were hyped for this game. Mm. They knew um, all all the media is all over the Dolphins and how good they are, and they're they're the team to beat. And you know, I think the Bills had a little chip on their shoulder this game, and they man, they dominated. They really mm. did.
0: It was fun to watch, and 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 another. Thing that was really good to see was probably the one player that's that's kind of gotten a lot of the scrutiny and scrutiny this year with Buffalo, and that's Steph Diggs. And he showed that he wants to be in Buffalo. Three touchdowns, acknowledged the crowd, almost every chance he could. That looked like the Steph um Diggs that of old. Uh, I think he put to bed any any kind of uh thinking that he didn't want to be there. Uh, but down on the other side of the field, the other receiver in with Miami, Tyreek Hill, um, Jalen Waddle got on the football field the first time in a couple weeks, and you thought that that might open up things a little bit, but it really didn't. Only seven catches combined between those two. Uh, with Waddle on the field, uh, is that taking away from production that they could get with with Tyreek? Albeit, you know, Bottle's a hell of a court, a receiver, no slouch, but the way things were going with Tyreek Hill and Tua, does that take away some of the thunder that that, that they had been going into this game, Raj?
1: No. Um, it would have been worse because, you know, like last year, Buffalo drafted Kier Elam from Florida, a fast, quick corner, and they were doub- doubling with Tredavious White all day against Tyreek and really limited him. Neither guy played this game. Well, Tredavious did, but suffered, which looked like a brutal Achilles injury. Yeah. So I don't think so at all. And it's just big ups to, by the way, Christian Benford and Dame Jackson were starting at corner for Buffalo. But this is a team that is tied for the lead in the NFL with sacks. They had four sacks, two turnovers. Um, they kept – Those DBs kept a lot in front of them and they more stats. This was Josh Allen's first time with a perfect QB rating of 158.3. Most importantly, well, number one, Miami was 0 for 3 on fourth downs. They had trouble converting all day, but finally, Buffalo punted twice. That keeps the ball out of Tua's hands. And when you stack him and you get them back, you know, playing from behind, things are going to go well. And that was a total team effort, including with DeMar
0: Hamlin playing. And and that's it. I mean, DeMar Hamlin made his debut. You want to talk about the heart and soul of the team. Uh, if you can't get rallied up to see him on the football field after what we all witnessed last year, then you don't have a soul. But another guy that can be considered the heart and soul on the football field who's has been out a long time. That's Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller comes back to the practice field tomorrow. Uh, return to play date unknown, but um, all indications are it's coming soon. With Tradavian White's injury, unfortunately, uh, a year removed from an ACL tear, which, which kept him out last year. Um, can this defense withstand uh, like they played on Sunday kind of the rest of the way in this NFL season, Brandon?
2: Yeah, if they get Von Miller back within the next week or two, they certainly can. Um, you talk about a high-motor guy, that that's one of them. Uh, and, you know, I think they're yeah. starting to roll right now. And, um, you know, it's an unfortunate injury, but I think they're going to overcome this. Their offense is, is powerful enough, um, and, and they're pretty diverse. I mean, they can run the ball. I know Allen was having a field day picking them apart, but, um, you know, they also ran for 100 yards or a little over. So, you know, when you have that kind of combination, when you're throwing for 320, running for 100, that's an unstoppable offense. Like, you just – you get so many options there with play action – um, you know, a couple chunk yardage runs, getting some first downs. I mean, that it's the offense the Bill's offense we all expected, um, and I think that in itself will help ease some pressure on the defense.
0: Yep, and you're seeing uh, – you're getting action, you're getting production from Dawson Knox. You're getting it from all across the board. Mm-hmm. Dawson Knox wins this week's – Angry runs award from uh, Kyle Branch on uh, Good Morning Football. He put a guy just lowered his shoulder, dropped him, and then rolled over top of him. Just put him in the grave. That was a hell of a run. But you're getting contributions from from all across the offense. And uh, yeah, again, this is this is the Buffalo Bills team that I think we expected to see this season. Um, so here's a team that they're rolling, they're winning. But a lot like Georgia, it's not impressive. And that's the Eagles. The Eagles, they barely get through Washington this past weekend. At home, in overtime, they win 34-31. Jalen looked good. He threw for over 300 yards. DeAndre Swift, former Lion, who the previous two weeks was absolutely on fire. He kind of comes back down to earth this week, uh, rushes for a little over 50 but uh, the secondary of Philly was a little bit suspect. When you thought that they were going to make a big stop, uh, Sam Howell went in there and, and drove Washington down in, in, in a, a nice two-minute drive. Gets the uh, game-tying touchdown uh, penalty-induced. Uh, there was a, a third and third and in like ten, and uh, Philly had a pass interference, uh, which kept the drive alive, nonetheless. They punch it home and send it to overtime. So, kudos to Washington. That's a team that just doesn't quit. Um, The defense, like I said, it it looks a little bit different. Uh, Raj, I'll start with you. What do you think has changed uh, from last year? Which that seemed to be the one uh, constant that that was on the football field for Philly.
1: Attrition, man. The the free agency, you know the. They've they've lost so much and and everybody wants a piece of the world champions of course and team that has been there, um, you know they're they're starting safeties are Justin Evans and Reed Blankenship you know they've they've just lost so much and this game shocked me if you look at Sam Howell last week against Buffalo, 179 yards zero TDs four picks, this week he looked like a regular quarterback you know. <laughs> 29 of 41, you know, he threw, I think, I don't know if he threw, but 290, Um, you know, most One touchdown,
0: which was mm -hmm.
1: important at an important One touchdown, they didn't run the ball a lot, neither did Philly, but the most important stat for me was that they were almost 50% on third down, they were two for two on fourth down, which tells me, you know, they were making good play calls and they were making good throws he was very efficient and yeah i mean you look there's not a lot of turnovers in this game it's it's you know I, it it was just a really weird game when i saw the score first of all i'm like how the hell did they score 31 against philly and second of all how the hell does philly only have 31 at this time um it it was just a, a hard game to put together you know uh, a lot of field goals and by philly they were not getting it done and crit, you know, kudos to Washington for hanging in there. That's a tough loss to take, but maybe something they can take away from.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Brandon will play a little armchair quarterback. Uh, Raj Raj mentioned a little stat that kind of spawned this next question. Two for two on fourth down. Now that's important. Washington goes down and, and gets to within one. They choose not to go for a two-point conversion. Should they have? Knowing that they were two for two on fourth down, they've kind of met the match when it came to the pressure of a fourth down play. Should they have gone for the win? Seeing that no one really expects Washington to do a whole lot, this would have been an opportunity for them to really kind of jump and, and, and take something from. Would you have gone for two in that situation?
2: Me, yes. I'm. That's my personality, though. But it, it's so hard to to say in, in that situation because it, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Mm, Whatever right. the outcome mm-hmm. is, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people bitching at you about something. Um, same thing happened with Ryan Day in the Notre Dame game. Uh, he went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. And, you know, he got so much scrutiny for it. If he would score a touchdown, you know, so there's always hindsight there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a tough in-game situation. It's so hard. I mean, there's so much information and variables that are coming at you so fast to go for it. Do you have a play? Do you like it in this situation? Um, Or do you just take your risk at overtime? And with the momentum coming from the commanders, I don't, Disagree with the call. I mean, they had some momentum there and and to take it to overtime, they felt that was their best option. So I don't disagree with that. Um, You know, you look at his uh, quarterback's play, what's his name? Hartman, Sam.
0: Owl, Sam Owl.
2: How? Hartman's the Notre Dame guy. Um, Sam Howe, who thought he would be rushing for 40 yards in this game? You know, that was a big. Big offensive boost as well. He had more rushing yards than Jalen Hurts, which is, you know, <laughs> you told me that you, you give me yep. that prop. Who's going to have more rushing yards? I mean, right? Vegas would have cleaned up on that. Yeah, um, and almost as many passing yards. I think he had two ninety. Uh, Hurts had like three fifteen or something. So, yeah, uh, he played his ass off. It was a great mm-hmm. game. Uh, Washington really fought there. I think Philly. Either they were sleeping or, or like we talked about, they just haven't looked as good. Maybe they just haven't clicked in yet. I think they've got the talent there, all the talent in the world. They just haven't made that big push game yet to where they show domination like they're capable of. So I think Philly's going to be fine. Um, Commander's really, really played well. And, no, I don't fault them for not going for it at that point.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of talk uh, the past couple days that – that Rivera should have gone for. I mean, hell, his nickname is riverboat Ron. but uh, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, there's going to be critics, no matter what you do. Um, naysayers. Hey, why did you go for it? You had an opportunity to send it to overtime. And then on the flip side, Hey, what do you got to yeah. lose? Go for it. You could have come out with the win, but whatever. I like the direction Washington's going. Uh, you get them a, 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 an everyday quarterback that can produce I, I think they've got a nice ceiling, especially going into next year when there will be some huge changes uh, led by the their name of the team. So uh, watch out for that. Uh, so we're going to go around the league, fellas, and we're going to start in Chicago. Uh, this team, the first half, they looked absolutely dominating. It was 28-7 going into halftime. The Broncos looked completely disheveled. Justin Fields looked like C.J. Stroud. Uh, And you thought, man, is this the point where the Bears kind of get their win and who knows what happens? Sorry, folks. Uh, They done shot themselves in the foot. Tied the game. Broncos tie the game late in the fourth on a strip uh, scoop and score. Fields at the end of the game, uh, just the look of discernment uh, on the bench. Um, things just aren't going right in Chicago. And it starts with the coach, Eberfl- Matt Eberflues, who is just in over his head. Classic case of, a, of a, a coordinator, good coordinator, not a good coach. Is it time to just blow this thing up? Uh, and maybe even trade Justin Fields, and and you're the Buckeye, Brandon, and Justin Fields is your guy. I, I'll ask you that question. Uh, he – I don't fault him because he looked really good. He had his first 300-yard career – game or career 300-yard game. He looked good. Everything was clicking in the first half. Second half, it was back to it. Same old, same old, no offensive line, and he got abused. But it, it, do you think it's time to, to move on from him?
2: You know, yeah, I think they absolutely should. Will they? Probably not. Um, That's just something the Bears would do. Um, I think they could get some value right now. There's a couple teams that could use him systematically that would Mm -hmm. fit really, really well. Falcons is is (laughs) one of them. Um, You you throw him in that mix when he's got Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and he's handing the ball off to B. John Robinson – Uh, with a strong offensive line. Jets. I mean, uh, Jets would be another one that's really good. So there's options out there where the Bears could get a pretty penny and try and rebuild this thing, but they absolutely should blow it up. Uh, And and it should start from the head coach down, uh, and he needs to go too. Yep.
0: I mean, and you you have a receiver in Chase Claypool, who you traded for last year, who is – away from the team for now a second week. Uh, and they're not releasing anything. So he's been kind of a, a lightning rod for them. Uh, just even in Pittsburgh, he never really amounted to all the hype that he had coming in from Notre Dame. So very disappointing for the bears. There was a lot of hype coming in, but I agree. I think they blow this thing up. Just start anew next year. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, Raj, I'll come to you on this one, and, and Brandon spoke on this last week. It's no secret, C.J. Stroud has been impressive. Not only has he been uh, the best rookie quarterback, he's a top-10 quarterback. 1,200 yards passing, eight touchdowns – I'm sorry, six touchdowns uh, thus far this year, and the most important stat, no interceptions. And that's 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 a rarity when you have a rookie coming in with a lot of hype and he's just backing it up every week. Um, do you think he can continue this pace? Uh, seeing that one, you get a lot of these young guys. Not a lot of game film on on these young quarterbacks, but once these big time defenses kind of figure him out a little bit, they tend to slow him down. Will he be slowed down? And does he have the tools and the 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 maybe the mental capacity? To take the Texans to an AFC South championship? Hell yeah!
1: He reminds me again. I saw so much of Justin Herbert in college. I've seen a lot of Stroud. Stroud is from Rancho Cucamonga in South Southern California. I thought both would be average at best in the pros. Oh boy, was I wrong!
0: Um, and Herbert, Herbert, not to cut you off, but Herbert was not impressive in college. No, he was a lot of height he just yeah. Matthew he Stafford had, in college.
1: Lost big games almost always, absolutely. Um, but you know, you're looking at a team in Houston who has done a lot for their offensive line, not the youngest ever, but they've done a good job with guys like Tunsell, um, old man George Fant. But you know, if you're looking at this, you know, Pierce hasn't had a great season, they're not running a lot, but maybe people will adjust to their young receivers and your homeboy uh two year vet nico collins who's just been sensational um tank dell the rookie out of houston been sensational last week uh, everyone's fantasy free agent football darling including me um i thought it was it was great getting uh dalton schultz a very good blocking veteran tight end robert yeah. woods a veteran presence in that receiving room um Whatever it is, you know, Devin Singletary, a guy that, you know, not running the ball super well, but, you know, he's always a threat out of the backfield. So whether people start figuring them out or what, I don't know, but they are by far the surprise team of the year. And Stroud is, I mean, he's not just the best rookie. Like you said, he's he's a top 10 quarterback, and he's making fantasy people win a lot of money right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, He's impressive, and I, I love the fact that his best receiver, his his best hookup, is with the Michigan man. So, I mean, now he's put, got a challenge this week, though, at Atlanta. A very good defense in the secondary. Uh, yeah, and and the team struggled, to say the least, the past two weeks offensively. Uh, mm-hmm. Will a quarterback ch- change be in order for them? We'll see. Uh, Brandon, coming back to you. Uh, Here's a game that you sold your tickets to, because I don't think you expected the outcome to be what it was. Uh, Folks, the Cincinnati Bengals got absolutely run over by Derrick Henry. Uh, They fed the man. They fed that man the football, uh, and it worked. 122 yards on the ground. They just absolutely dismantled Cincinnati. Um. I, I, again, I think a, a lot of it starts with the running game, and, and Tannehill has not looked good. The passing game has not looked good. But if you could get some consistency running the ball like they did this week, is that the blueprint that the Titans kind of are going to follow as the season goes on in hopes to get Tannehill some success in the air?
2: Has to be. I mean, that's we live and die by the play action. And, you know, if, if we're not running the ball well, and everyone knows we're a run first team. um, That's why they throw so many men in the box. That's why it's nice to have a big name like Hopkins on the outside, but it only works if you can actually run the ball. And we have not done that until this last game. Um, Offensive line had started to, to gel a little bit. So I was, I was really impressed to see that. And, you know, just Joe Burrow and getting to him again. I think we had three sacks on him this game. Um, he's not fully healthy, let's be honest. The, the mobility he used to have is just not there. He can't escape the pocket. It just collapses and he takes the hit. Um, so it's not a 100% healthy Bengals team, but I liked what the Titans showed there. And that is definitely the blueprint moving forward is you've got to feed Henry the ball and change it up, um, you know, with sharp in the back. So uh, I I like this direction and never again will I ever bet on Vrabel when he's an underdog at home because he just dominates teams and kills Vegas in the spread. So. I,
0: I I do believe uh, Robbie and I were the only ones that took Tennessee last week. No, Raj and, and you. It was oh, me I, and Robbie oh, that took. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. The Bengals. Um, and that was one thing I said. I trust Mike Vrabel. They got their asses kicked last week, and I didn't see any way that he was going to allow his team to uh, have that happen again. Um, but I'll stick with you on this one again, uh, Brandon. You mentioned uh, Joe Burrow maybe not being healthy. Uh, I seen uh, the week previously. Every time he threw the ball, he seemed to be like adjusting, like in his rib cage area, and and you can see it. His throws are are off. It is not the Joe Burrow we're used to. Is there more to this than we're being told? And then secondly, Jamar Chase made an interesting comment post-game. The reporter asked him, is is it a situation where you're not getting open? And he looked dead at the reporter and said, I'm always open. Uh, Maybe a little bit of a ripple in the uh, relationship between him and Joe Burrow. Is that something to be uh, concerned about?
2: No, they're they're close. I don't think so at all. Um, they've got a, a chemistry. They're, they're two of the best in the NFL with that chemistry. I, I don't think this is all just hearsay, media stirring stuff up. Right. Uh, they're they're going to be fine. I think he's pissed because Burrow is probably trying to play through some injuries. Maybe it could be a little worse than we think.
0: Well, he um, did make a comment last week that um, he didn't need to play.
2: That's what I'm saying. So, so I,
0: I I think maybe it's a little bit on on Coach Taylor here, like, you know, I, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so.
2: Right, and and that's what we're seeing, and that, and you just saw just domination up front this game, uh, Titans pass rush and in defense, the front really finally started clicking. Uh, I think there are three sacks, three rush, you know, hurry ups, um, which is good. And, you know, with a quarterback like Burrow, who's injured and can't really move. I mean, you, you're not going to have a whole lot of production in that, that sense. So I think the Bengals overall are going to be fine. they they'll get it together, but they better do it pretty quickly. Cause they're, they're starting to fall behind. Um, but again, uh, as far as any issue with Chase and Burrow, they're like brothers. They're they're good.
0: Yeah, it was just it was uncharacteristic to see somebody that always you know puts it on himself and is very uh, upstanding um, make that also, comment. But I he I also agree. said
1: in the same interview that you know I need to get open more in the red zone. I need to be more explosive. You know he did yeah. own some things. This team is all offensive line man. He is, Mm -hmm. Burrow has had two seconds is the average time to release the football. Second worst in the NFL. He's been knocked down 20 times, Mm. tied for second worst in the NFL, tied with Jared Goff, by the way, who notoriously holds on to the ball too long. But this is different with, with Burrow. Their line is shit. They keep spending money. Left guard Cordell Volson by pro football. Focus was 75th out of 76 guards going into last week um it just atrocious and they better figure it out because they're gonna get that dude killed and their backup is jake browning as we know is zero at. passes yeah um uh he no he had one i think he had one pass and he had two seconds to throw so <laughs> he's hope for one i believe but yeah. mm. this is on the ol man and, and they'll get it right but uh you lose to arizona this week and um yeah Yeah,
0: -hmm. they'll be be calling for it. uh. Yep, yep. So we saw a display last night, or I should say Monday night, at MetLife from the Seattle Seahawks. Just uh, domination of the Giants. 11 sacks, led by Devin Witherspoon. Two sacks, a pick six that went for 97 yards, seven solo tackles. He's a rookie, folks. This is his third game in the NFL. Um, There was a lot of hype going into the draft with him. I myself wanted to see him in uh, Honolulu Blue and Silver. Uh, He's lived up to the hype. Um, Raj, how good is Seattle?
1: Well, you know how I feel about Pete Carroll. No, I mean, Geno Smith, it's still tough to how much can you rely upon him? But, you know, I love Charbonnet and, and Walker. if They're both healthy. You know, good offensive line. They can run the ball. I think No, getting Noah Fant and Drew Locke. Right now, you got to say they want to the trade for Russell Wilson. Well, that and the three first-round picks. Um, you, you know, Lockett, Metcalf, uh, Smith and Nigba, Just a really loaded DJ Dallas has looked great. And then on defense. He, was you know, he
0: on the football field? Monday night I because I don't recall I didn't see his name he, had, once. he
1: was re, I think he was returning I saw him returning uh things um I believe but you know they've nailed the draft yeah he had a kickoff return for 30 yards and a punt return for okay. 23 okay. yards but more special teams absolutely and and you know you they're getting sacks number one because Devin Witherspoon who I wanted the Raiders to get out of Illinois has been sensational mm-hmm. um you know they've done really well. Quandre Diggs, they've signed. You know Bobby Wagner had 17 tackles last year. He was non-existent. This year he was 2017. Um, yeah. you, you know my homeboy Uchenna who I loved at USC like Paula Malu and Ufanga, always around the football. Um, that was a great signing. Pete Carroll went straight after him. Um, just a guy who gets after the quarterback. And again, fumble recoveries, nine and a half sacks last year, two this year. Um, like you said, Draymond Jones, they signed, um, Jaron Reed just, and you know, Jamal Adams is going to do his thing, but, um, Andrew- surprise, but also let's consider this is the worst offensive line in the NFL by the metrics, the New York giants, right? I mean, they are worse than the bears and the Panthers, <laughs> um, aside from Andrew Thomas, everybody else is pretty much ass and I'm sorry. So – and, boy, Seattle showed it. I mean, how many different sacks in a row. And when what's-his-name looks bad, Daniel Jones looks bad and leaves the pocket too
0: early and all, he looks mm. bad. And 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 uh, it was interesting to see um, the coach just kind of throw the tablet down. It looked like he was trying to talk to him, and Jones wasn't looking at him, and he just threw the tablet. So he was can only like imagine –
2: uh, the conversations
0: that that, that uh, took place after that game he just didn't he didn't look uh Brian Dable did not look happy at all but uh guys I hate to do it I hate to do it Brandon, I know you made a comment on the text thread and uh, I'm right there with you buddy but it's newsworthy and we're hitting on it Taylor Swift. Are we sick of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Brandon.
2: Yes. Good God. I'm not <laughs> a, a big Taylor Swift fan at all, personally, anyway. But then, just, she gets more media coverage on, during the game than, you know, half the, the other players. So, it it's... Whatever, you know, and I'm so sick of the memes with, oh, the girls talking to their husbands about, oh, you know, that football player that Taylor put on the map, on the blah, map. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, just now it's it's good for publi- publicity and NFL. Yeah, they've just gained a bunch of new fans that are going to watch games now because Taylor Swift's at the game and they're going to show her. But come on, man. Like. Get uh, just show the damn football game. I don't care it, who's at the game. There's so many superstars that go to games all the time. Right? Like, why are we giving her so much coverage? In yeah. honor of Robert Davis, the NFL
1: knows all. It is a money-making machine. Yep. yep. Sunday night's ratings were the highest Sunday night television show since the Super Bowl. On top of that, compared to an average of the first three weeks of Sunday Night Football, the biggest demographic gains were among girls 12 to 17, a 53% increase. Women 18 to 24, a 24% increase. And women older than 35, a 34% increase.
2: Wow. The you sustainability
1: know, is not there, here. though. Mm, it hit Twitter there. And the Swifties were all over it. The peak. No, it's not there. But the NFL doesn't give a shit. And they'll keep some of it. Women were a huge mm-hmm. growing demographic of the NFL over the last yep. 10 years. Oh, yeah, People for sure. As much as men. But it peaked at 29 million viewers around 9.30 p.m., according to a Nielsen and a network spokesperson. Wow. And I'll bet you dollars to dimes that that's when Twitter mm-hmm. blew up about her being there. And... Mm-hmm. Next to Britney and Next, talking and, to Britney. And yeah, dude, like
2: Blake Lively and Brit, This Yeah, out, Hone, yeah Ryan, Reynolds Ryan Reynolds. And Reynolds.
1: Out, but it, it and the, out so Swift, who's the biggest star in the world right now.
0: You had yeah, you had the producer of Deadpool. And Jack there's rumors. And there's rumors Brown that Reynolds. um Taylor Swift is going to be in one of his movies. So there was a little kind of Rhyme and reason to those those people being in that, that booth. But what what got me was Isaiah Pacheco gets a run, gets a touchdown. Man, did he run hard on Thursday night playing in his uh, home state. God, he looked good. Um, but he scores the touchdown, immediately Show Taylor Swift. Come on. It wasn't Travis Kelsey. It wasn't a reason to show Taylor Swift. Now, I agree. I'm kind of over it too, but I don't blame her. I don't blame her because she legitimately looks like she's enjoying herself and legitimately looks like um, she's enjoying being there watching Travis Kelsey play. But I I just think it's a circus right now. And and the real NFL fans are going to get fed up with it. And you can already see it on Twitter. Fans are like, I'm sick of it already. Stop with it. So it'll be interesting to see if so when she shows up. does the
1: up. NFL care about real NFL fans, though?
0: Now, probably not. But it'll be interesting to see if she shows up at Minnesota this week. I'm sure ticket sales have been boosted because of that. But uh, another thing, real quick, on um, that happened Sunday. Um, you said NFL's king, you know, and they're they're kind of taking advantage of this new fandom. Uh, I think they absolutely hit a home run Sunday uh, Sunday morning with the Toy Story rendition of of Jags and Falcons in Andy's room, um, with the claw setting the ball and just uh, the 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 dog being the chains, the 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 Slinky Dog being the chains. It just it was awesome, uh, and it was accurate as can be. And it, if I'm a parent to a to a young child. Um, that is absolutely an awesome way to get the kids involved with watching the NFL. And I sure as hope they, they have plans on doing that again, because it was fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. And uh, I just, I, we've said it time and time on this show, the NFL is King and everything they touch turns to gold. So um, just kudos to the NFL, but I agree. I think the Taylor Swift stuff needs to, uh, I think people need to pump the brakes. So, What we won't pump the brakes is the NFL power rankings for the week. Again, this is our rankings. This is who we think should be in the top five based on what our eyeballs are telling us. This week, we're going to start with Brandon Shane. What's your power ranking for this week? Number five, I've got the Dolphins coming in. Um,
2: after that beat down from the Bills, they were my number one team prior to this game. But they got exposed a little bit. Um, and they they didn't really have an answer. So I think, you know, they need to go back to the drawing board a little bit here. Um, but yeah, I, I like them at number five. Number four, I got the Eagles. They haven't lost, but... Damn near did. Um didn't look too great, but it is the NFL, you know. So any given day you can lose a game to a so-called shitty team. So um I still think they they have some respect and they've got all the talent in the world. they just, you know, they gotta get a little bit more time for the chemistry there. Number three, I've got the Chiefs. Um Chiefs are the Chiefs. They – Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. They, they're going to find a way to, to make a W out of lemonade or lemons or however you want to say that. Uh, so, Chiefs at three. I got the Bills vaulted up to number two. Um, that's the Bills we expected. And I don't expect much less after they get this momentum going. Um then I got 49ers at number one. They got the best player in football and Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. That dude can do it all. He's just amazing. Um, and Brock Purdy, you know, Mr. Irrelevant.
0: It's just Tom Brady 2.0.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a top 10 quarterbacks day in and day out. He manages the game, he makes the throws. Um, not over the top special. But when you got CMC and Devo Samuel and Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Jennings and Trent Williams, Williams I mean, the list goes on. And it's a scary team. Solid defense and a solid (laughs) offensive line. I mean, they're just,
0: they're the team to beat right now. I agree. I agree. Raj, who you got in the top five power rankings? Mine is
1: actually identical. But I've got to say, you know, number five was close. You got Dallas to consider, but they lost Mm -hmm. in Arizona. You've got the Detroit Lions to consider, whose only loss was to a 3 and one Seattle team. But in the end, in the end, I go exactly the same. (laughs)
2: Look at that. Miami (laughs)
1: Dolphins. I almost forgot about Miami (laughs) until Chain said it, and I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Miami, but it's identical.
2: Yeah, I've got like, yeah, it's Dolphins and I got Cowboys, Lions, Ravens right after them. So,
0: uh, I'll start with my number one team, and it's the 49ers. Uh, this team dominated this past week, and folks, Debo Samuel didn't have a single reception, Sky had. 11 catches the week prior for about 170 yards and a couple touchdowns didn't get a catch let last week that just shows you how deep of a team they are and again like you said it christian mccaffrey is a freak on the football field uh there's no question of his his ability and what he's been able to do since he's joined the 49ers just unbelievable um I bet the Panthers wish they still had him with, with uh, Bryce Young uh, at quarterback. But um, my number two team is the Bills. I agree with you, Brandon. Uh, they have absolutely proven where they're at, where they're going to be. And the one thing that has changed, it's Josh Allen has decided to slide. Josh Allen has decided to put uh, maybe ego aside for the team uh, and not risk his body as much as he has in the past. And uh, they're showing it uh, just awesome performance this past week against the Dolphins. As we mentioned earlier, uh, my number three team is Philly. This was tough. I wasn't sure. They're still undefeated, but I think their ceiling, their, their potential uh, is, is worthy enough and, and just having Jalen hurts back there is, is enough to, to keep them right where they're at. Uh, Number four is is Miami. I'm not sure if uh, last week was uh, what we're going to see from them uh, as the season progresses. I think it was an anomaly. I think that that offense won't be able to be held in check as much as it was. Tyreek Hill, as we've stated before, he's on a mission for 2000 and uh, he's not going to be happy about the, the lack of production out of him. So I look for him to, uh, rebound from that and my number five team ladies and gentlemen the cornbread is in the oven folks i'm staying right here in detroit i'm telling you what i saw last thursday was a statement game that defense told the world we are here now that's the second primetime thursday night game and probably two of the hardest stadiums to win in uh arrowhead and in lambo they went in they took care of business um and fact of the matter is golf wasn't impressive at all and they still got the win on the backs of that offensive and defensive line i believe in this team uh i just i just think they're they're rolling they're not happy still about that loss at home against seattle and and I just think that they're the, the sky's the limit with these guys, and and I'm drinking the Kool Aid as, as as much as anyone around here. So, give me the Lions as the number five team, uh, but you know the Cowboys are real close by in Kansas City. I, I just I, they looked suspect to me after that dominating first first quarter, seventeen nothing with three minutes to play. They mustered up uh, what another seven points after that. Just, I don't know. There is definitely a big question mark um, with the Chiefs, but I do believe the Chiefs will be the Chiefs and they'll get themselves back in there. So moving on to NFL game balls and fumbles for this week. Raj Mehta, who's your game ball this week in fumble?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked me first because my game ball Goes to the Tennessee Titans star running back, a uh, certain number 22, Derrick Hendry, who had (laughs) 22 carries for 122 yards, five and a half and one TD. It was vintage whatever year they went to the championship game, 2020, 2019. Derrick Henry, uh, it was gorgeous, and it's just nice to see when he's healthy. I mean, he is football. Like I said, like with Earl Campbell, I worry about that dude, man, his body just breaking down because he, uh, he he's just a monster. It, it was real close to him, and hope I don't steal anybody else's. You know, I'll, I'll take this as my fumble, and that's the Raiders' offensive line. Now, Aiden O'Connell, I think, has a future, the rookie quarterback. He was sacked six times. Um, by who? By who? By former Raider and former Chicago Bear, Khalil. Khalil Mac. Six. Actually, had, he sacked seven times. Who had, zero, had
0: six in the zero game. Zero sacks coming into the last week.
1: And now he's sick. tied for the lead. I'm glad he stayed at six because – most know the NFL record is seven by Derek Thomas from the Chiefs, who passed away. Rest but in the I mean, seven sacks, Boy, one for did. 11 on third down. just And you lose the game by seven points. Like, oh, God, that's such Raider football. But yeah, the Raiders, OL, oh well, you suck.
0: <laughs> very well, very well. Brandon, who's your game ball and fumble for this week? Game ball's got to go to
2: Josh Allen. Um, 21 and 25, 320 yards, four TDs, 158.3 passer rating, and rushed for 17 yards. I mean, almost a perfect game out of that quarterback against a high-powered offensive team whose defense isn't too shabby. They've been doing really well. Um, Just balled out. Josh Allen – from the first game of the season where he's throwing pick after pick to, to doing this, this is what he does. So uh game ball to him. My fumble, we're going to go to the Chicago bears. O line (laughs) just when you think they're getting good, (laughs) the second half comes and they completely go back to where they were back to square one. They, they, they just seemed to blow up that whole team. But, yeah, I put that on the O-line because um, everything else was clicking until they forgot to
0: show up. They forgot just, to come out of the, the halftime. Just, just they, yeah.
1: Tom, can I take a guess? Can you see Robert Ori back
0: here? You know, uh, I, I look at that. I look Reggie at that everywhere. But Ann Reggie Bush up there. there. They, both, they I, both wear the number
1: – five well
0: i i look at that
1: game ball tom oh well, no oh i no, thought for sure it would no, be the no. uh, number,
0: number five, 21 two, number 21 gets my game ball and before i move on i look at that image every week and if i could reach through the screen and just punch it i would because <laughs> oh, robert yeah. lori is forever in my nightmares Game timeout guy also. game five of the NBA 2005 NBA Finals pulled the heart out of my chest.
1: Hey, that's also Chris Webber, right there, and above him is Reggie Bush, signed against Arizona State, and the Bush pushes over there. Hopefully, that'll happen again. But <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Webber. But I thought for sure nope. it would be the sensational.
0: No, nope, David
1: nope. Montgomery, a guy, another guy, has taken beatings and look
0: like his old self. I'm not going to be a homer 100%, folks. Uh, my game ball this week goes to Devin Witherspoon, just playing at a level we haven't seen from a rookie um, in a long time. I mean, the other side of the field, they got uh, Wooten, number 27, who had six interceptions last year and was was in running for the defensive rookie of the year before he got hurt. But Devin Witherspoon is just playing unbelievable football. Like I mentioned earlier, he's only played in three games. Uh, Monday night football, seven solo tackles, two sacks, and a pick six that went back for 20, 97 yards. Just He's playing fearless football. Uh, you don't throw on him because he's going to make you pay just smart smart football um so he gets my game ball and it's it's so fun to watch Pete Carroll run up and down that field the man's like 72 years old and and uh, he just it, it just has no quit in him but uh in my and my Pom-pom-pom fumble team. goes to the NFL officiating another another week another prime time another embarrassment. We'll flash back to the pretty much the final possession in the Chiefs Jets game. Um, Mahomes drops back. Uh, oh, the the Red Sea parted for him. He takes up what why did the Red Sea part? Blatant hold on the left tackle. Oh, Just God, it was yeah. egregious as all can be. He runs for a first down on a third and twenty. Which, why was it uh, the play prior that kept the drive alive?
1: That was so bad. Was that Uh, Juwan Taylor again?
0: No, this was on the other side. But they call a holding. They call a holding late on Sauce Gardner. um, Donovan Smith. On a third and 22. That was horrible. horrible. And you just don't make that call and here's here's my here's my beef was there some contact sure did it did it impede his route it absolutely didn't but here's where i have a problem the hold happened the hold happened the ball was thrown the ball was intercepted as the ball was intercepted then the the official pulls the flag out and throws it we're talking three plus seconds after the actual offense happens. He throws the flag once uh, the jet uh, secondary man makes the interception that keeps the drive alive. The next uh, possession is a third and 20. And that's when the egregious no call of a hold happened. Just again, the officiating has been absolutely lousy. The NFL has a huge problem on their hands, and you just don't see this in the college game. College officials let them play, specifically the secondary. These guys are are grabbing and holding all day long. They just don't call it. They let them play in the NFL. If you breathe on a guy, they're throwing a flag. It's just it's egregious to me, and it, and it makes the game uh, hard to watch, and and y- you hate. That for the Jets, who had a hell of a run in that second half. Uh, Zach Wilson, who, who played probably the game of his life. And it kind of, whether they would have lost or not, maybe they would have won, who knows. But it took that opportunity away. Obviously, Kansas City goes down. They, they milk the clock and win the game. But come on, NFL. This is embarrassing. You're the greatest sports league in the world. You can put Toy Story on a, Saturday or a Sunday morning with live action and people watch. Get it right with your officials. This is nonsense, embarrassing. You should be ashamed of yourself. I digress. Best corn. It's time for Bet Your Nuts. I apologize, Raj. I I cut you off there in the, uh, no, the video, man. but what were you gonna say? I please tell us. Same shit, man. They
1: need to check their nuts, those officials. That's the best cornerback in the league with the game on the line. You don't call that. I mean, it was an equivalence flag. Groans. It was
2: disgusting. Here's my problem with it: is the lack of consistency. They let them play all game long, and they yep. they were there were holds. There were, you know. Penalties all over the field, and they were letting them play. And if you establish that kind of, you know, game that's being played, then players are going to push the edge and push the envelope. That's what you're going to get. And then all of a sudden to call something like that where it was, you know, not even close to what we've seen that was worse It wasn't called. So Mm. consistency, that's all you ask. You know, if you can get that. If it's going to be a tight game called, okay. Tight mm-hmm. game. If it's going to be a loose game, but don't flip flop back and forth. I mean, nope. I it's agree. 100%. Impossible.
0: Hundred percent. All right, let's get to it. We're going to recap last week's uh, action. Raj, uh, myself, Uh Pretty interesting. Good. The left side of the screen, five and one. The right side of the screen, three and three. So uh, not horrible. A little bit better than their college performance, but uh, we're going to start off. At Ford Field this week, the Panthers, led by Bryce Young, who's going to get the start this week, is going in to face that ruckus crowd, that ruckus defense. Detroit's given nine. Brandon Chain, who do you like in this one?
2: I have not been impressed with Bryce Young. Uh, or the Panthers. I know it's probably a situational thing for him because he's got all the talent in the world. But this team is just not gelling yet. Uh, nine points is a lot. But I have faith in the lines right now. Um, I'm going to take them the cover.
0: Raj Mehta. No
1: reason why. Taking the opposite of what I think. I'm going to go with Carolina. Detroit has looked better on the road to me than at home. Um, Maybe just a little bit more tentative, a little bit more. Let's put highlights on the board for our fans and um, throwing the ball a lot downfield. So I have no idea why, but I'm going to take the Panthers because nine's a lot of points.
0: (laughs) Nine is a lot of points in the NFL. But I look back to two weeks ago, what that front defense was able to do to Desmond Ritter. Yeah. And, and that was Isaiah Bugs' first game on the field of the season, who um, I think fell out of favor from Dan Campbell and got himself back in favor real quick. So I think we're going to see a huge push, uh, a very uh, weak offensive line of the Panthers. Uh, the running game is suspect. Bryce Young has been, you know, to no fault of his own, he has not looked really good. Uh, He doesn't have a whole lot of time to pass. Uh, I think think this is a game where uh, Aiden Hutchinson is all over. And look out for Charles Harris on the other side. Uh, Give me Lions here. Jameson Williams coming back. There's going to be the playbook is going to be open. You're going to see a lot of downfield action. And uh, I I think this is a big, big win for the Lions. Uh, Heading to Lucas Oil. The Titans, who, you know, we talked earlier, man, they looked really good against Cincinnati. Going up to face the Colts, who Anthony Richardson has been kind of a surprise this year. He's played well. He fought back and got them almost to an overtime uh, this past week. So, actually, they did get to overtime, never mind, uh, against the Rams and the (laughs) the warrior, Matt Stafford, and uh, getting Puka Nakua's first touchdown of this career. Um, But Titans coming in hot. Uh, Brandon who do you like in this one
2: Titans are coming in hot um, hopefully they don't get deflated quickly but this is essentially a pick em. you know you get three points being a home team we're getting a point and a half of that I like the Titans that cover here um, one and a half doesn't scare me at all um, we're a better team than the Colts right now Richardson is the wild card for sure Um, They've schemed really well to get him to run the ball. He's, I think, one of the worst passer ratings or pass completions shocker in the NFL. We've said that before he was coming into the NFL that he was not a very good completion percentage. So um, they're going to try and scheme him and run him. Um, I I think our front will hold. So I like the Titans. Raj is another team
1: that they're the opposite. They've been really good at home and just shit on the road. But I, uh, I agree. I think, like I said before, Mike Brabel is a really good coach and he's a tough guy to game plan for. And he is going to be all up in Richardson's kitchen, literally and figuratively. That being said, the titans are um in along the same lines excellent against the run uh i think fourth in the nfl and although i love my homeboy zach moss who's helped me out big time in fantasy um this is a one-dimensional team and you don't want to do that against mike Frable.
0: yeah it's a tough game um tennessee went into cleveland in in I think the consensus was that they were going to dominate the Browns, and and they just they could not get off running. They 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 contained Derrick Henry. Will the Colts be able to do that? It remains to be seen. This game's at Indianapolis. I think we might see uh, a Jonathan Taylor sighting potentially in this week, oh. which could could be. Uh, Oh shit! I love that. Could be something to look at as as a, as a storyline. Uh, I'm gonna go Colts. I'll go. Um, ooh! I'll go Lone Wolf here. Give me the Colts um, to win. Ugly game. I could see it being like a 17-14 game, a 20 to 17, but maybe a field goal. But uh, give me the Colts in here. Well, that's a given. It's gonna be ugly. Here's a game that could be a trap for the Eagles. Stafford takes them down in overtime, throws the touchdown pass. Aaron Donald has a huge game against the Colts. Eagles coming in. Uh, There will be a big presence of Eagles fans at SoFi without a doubt. Uh, But this could be a trap game for the Eagles. Raj Meadow, we're going to start with you. Exactly that, Philadelphia
1: Excuse any great one of the greatest fan cities ever, but it's an absolute shithole for the most part. Um, despite gentrification occurring, which also makes it a shithole to me. So many of them have moved out west, and it's going to be a lot of Eagle fans there. On top of that, the Eagles have played better on the road, they've seemed to play tentative at home. You know, the fans expect a lot and they just make more mistakes at home. they went into Tampa and beat a pretty good baker mayfield led team, uh, 25-11, and they look like the Eagles of old. So I will take the Eagles uh, actually to, to win the game by a touchdown at least, probably 10 points.
0: Brandon.
2: I'm just not sold yet. I know the talent's there. Um, I've gone back and forth on this one. Rams have got some firepower. And Sam Howell just threw for almost 300 yards against the Eagles. I look this to be a shootout game. Rams D is secondary, especially is not great. Um, I think it's going to come down to a field goal. uh, And I like the Rams to cover here.
0: Yeah, I mean – Stafford has, has a hit bruise, and, and there were a couple instances late in that game where he got he was hit, and it took him a while to get up. But when it mattered most, he got the job done, albeit that was against the Colts. But this game's at home, and, and it'll probably be a 50-50 mix. But you got Aaron Donald on your side, and he's, he's starting to get real hot right now. I, I, like, I like their chances here. Um, like like Raj said, the the Eagles secondary it's a little it's a little suspect, mm-hmm. and if you give Matt Stafford enough time, Puka Nakua has got, I think it's thirty nine receptions in the first four games. It's it's a it's a rookie record most uh receptions ever for a rookie in that time frame. I, I think this is heavy Puka Nakua here, um, and we could see Cooper Cup right. You might priming. see Cooper Cup he's a cooper cup 2.0 in my opinion this guy's got hands he's got speed his game is a lot like cooper cups and and stafford loves him and and i think between him higby's gonna gonna get some action i i like the rams here i i think this is the week that that the eagles kind of trip up and and they don't get away with what they got away with um so uh Unlike the Baker Mayfield <laughs> game, I, I think Stafford's a little bit better, better quarterback. I think ultimately that's going to uh, be the deciding factor in that game. So give me the give me the uh, Rams to uh, win this game.
1: Buka a uh, tough head- kid,
0: man. I love the kid. He's bigger than you think, quicker than you think. He separates yeah. Hawaiian. He's a tough dude, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's been impressive so far. Uh, heading to a, a U.S. Bank. On my bucket list, man, this place looks so cool. I got to check it out. You got the Chiefs heading into Minnesota, who's, um, who are Minnesota, man. Unbelievable. But the Chiefs looked really, uh, little, really off uh, after that great first quarter last week. Are they falling victim to <laughs> the hype of the Taylor Swift uh, circus, we'll say. Um, Raj, we'll start with you. Who do you like in this one?
1: I said about this team last year, they won like seven or eight one score games. This year, they've lost all three of their one score games. I think this is a one score game. The question for me is a touchdown or a field goal? Um, fuck. I can't <laughs> trust Minnesota. Give me Kansas City to win by a touchdown. Brandon.
2: I agree. Cousins is going Cousins. I, I see him throwing like two Ow. interceptions here.
1: Oh, no way. It's just –
2: he'll throw for, you know, 290 yards and two wow. ints, and that's going to be the difference in the game.
0: And I think the Chiefs win by at least a touchdown. Uh, there was a lot of question marks on the Chiefs offense last week. Travis uh, Swift Uh, Only three receptions. He had two in the first and he had one in the fourth. He was nowhere to be found. Was that coverage? Was that um, Mahomes kind of, you know, looking to other options? Pacheco uh, specifically, who had a great game. But in general, they did not play good. I don't see that happening again. Minnesota's defense is god-awful. Their secondary is terrible. I think Patrick Mahomes picks apart the, the Viking defense, heavy Travis Kelsey. I'm going to say it right now. Travis or uh, Taylor Swift won't be in the building. I think that frees up a lot of pressure on, on Travis Kelsey. Um, I, I think uh, Kirk Cousins needs to get uh, massaged by the, the Christian Bible group in his basement real heavy this week because he's going to need it. Chris Jones is going to be all over him uh this is this is a maybe a touchdown 10 point game give me casey in this this one that was the
1: creepiest couple i've ever seen in my life
0: yeah he's he's a strange strange dude but then when the two elderly uh masseuses will come yeah i'm not sure how you say it uh they shared. They start doing rubbing tugs. Well, maybe not the tug aspect because that's not Deshaun Watson. but uh, I don't know, uh, they're, Very strange, very strange. Yeah. Moving on to the game of the, well, game of the year, dare we say. Cowboys, get your popcorn ready. Heading over to San Francisco to face what we all agree is the best team in the NFL here. Um, this is an interesting line for me. Three and a half points. I think San Francisco is a better team top to bottom. But they're only a three and a half point favorite. It's very intriguing to me. Um, I have a feeling that line's going to change a little bit as, as it gets a little bit closer to uh, game time. But, uh, Brandon, what do you think about this game?
2: Man, <sighs> this one's tough here. Uh, you know, the, the loss of the... Cardinals from the Cowboys. Well, they they did bounce back with the Patriots. Patriots just are not a good team. Cowboys look dominant to start with, but now we're starting to see the Giants really are not what, what we thought the hype was going to be with them either. Um 49ers are just all around, are so deep offensively on the weapons. Uh, And their defense is better than the Cowboys. So, give me the 49ers here. Uh, You know, Cowboys, they always somehow get all this hype, play a couple good games, and then they shit the bed. And that's just what the Cowboys do. And three and a half is suspect. Mm. Uh, Vegas is probably begging you to take the 49ers for some reason. But I'm going to take them anyway. I don't see them losing this game.
0: Raj, yeah.
1: When you look at the Cowboys, their defense is, I think, second in the NFL right now. They probably played the worst four offenses in the NFL: and the Giants, Cardinals, Jets, and Patriots. Mm-hmm. That being said, the NFL is daring us to do that, and that scares me. And even though Dallas hasn't had a lot of as any sacks as we think they should have, and All that shit, um, I just am going to go the opposite of what I think will happen and go with the Cowboys. Oh, I think the Niners will, but I know how much I suck, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, we've said it before, this, this San Francisco team is scary. And I noticed that Micah Parsons kind of was a bit hobbly last week. That could be a factor coming into this game. If Michael Parsons is not 100%, that doesn't bode well for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, on the other hand, uh, when it comes to pressure, he makes a lot of questionable decisions. And I think Joey Bo- or Nick Bosa is going to be all over him. I think that defense is going to be all over him. This is a, this is a touchdown game. Uh, I don't understand why it's three and a half. But then again, the NFL has been uh, pretty hard to predict thus far this season. But I like San Francisco here. Um, I, I believe in this team. I, I think Brock Purdy is, is as advertised. And when you have the ability to just dump the ball off to anybody that could be in the Pro Bowl this year, I just it's, it's really scary. So San Francisco is going to come out on top. Coming up to the game that Raj is very, very excited to, to watch. The Packers heading into Vegas to face the Raiders on Monday night football. Green Bay getting giving two here. Not much love for the Raiders from what it, uh, it seems in their hometown of Vegas. Uh, Raj, we'll start with you. This is your baby.
1: You want to talk about it? I know you're
0: excited to see it. Who do you like?
1: You want to talk about it? The stadium that's going to be like 90% green, that'll be it. But I vow to myself, oh, yeah, that's that's a huge road game for everybody. And I think there'll be a ton of Packer fans there. Plus, Raider fans, a ton went last week. We're sick of it. As long as fuck McFuckles is the coach, I am picking against them. So give me whoever's playing the Raiders. I don't care what the spread is. Give me whoever the fuck it is this week. I don't care.
0: Not did you Raiders, see? My did you see the video of the fans that were berating Mark Davis because Mark Davis was sitting in a suite that was literally accessible to the general population, and Raider fans were just giving him the business. Get rid of McDaniel's. What are you doing? He's destroying this team. And 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 Mark Davis was like, "Yeah, you're out of Lloyd, your
1: mind." You <laughs> know, Lloyd Christmas is the worst. That, I mean, he is he's straight up the greatest hair, another he's classic up. example
2: of he's straight up a great coordinator, bad coach,
0: absolutely 100%. Yeah, he's but yeah, he was, was a failure guy. in Denver, he would have been a failure in the, in Indianapolis if not for turning the plane around. And he's sure as shit is a failure in, in Vegas. So, um, Brandon, who do you like here?
2: He is, um, but the Raiders do have a strength that the Packers cannot stop, and that's a run game, and Josh Mm -hmm. Jacobs. And after seeing what the Lions did to the Packers, I think that's the blueprint of what the Raiders need to get this job done. Um, Give me the points. Give me the Raiders. Give me them to run, rush for over 200 yards. I like that.
0: Uh, Real quick, uh, as far as Josh Jacobs is concerned, uh, they interviewed him after the game Monday, um, or Sun, went, whenever the game was uh, Sunday. My uh, man had some soul glow kicking, and he was wearing like a Christmas sweater. I, I mean, I don't understand this guy's style. It, he, was dripping off his hat as he's being interviewed. It was, it was, it was something. He sweet. had an
1: activator, dude. That's oh my sweet. god.
0: He was dripping. It was, it was funny. Um, but Brandon, I think you're absolutely correct. I think Josh Jacobs kind of showed a little fire here. And we're coming into his third or fourth game after being out for the whole preseason. So I think he's going to get his legs under him. And and here's another factor I like. Um, Max Crosby is an absolute force to be reckoned with. (laughs) Aiden Hutchinson was absolutely all over Jordan Love last week. I think you're going to see that a lot from him. A lot of pressure. Uh, Green Bay does not have a running game, as we know. So I think this is an ugly game, but it's going to be one on the ground. And I like uh, Vegas to get uh, a win. Ugly, but... uh, I love Max Crosby. There's talks that he wants out, and there's a push to bring him to Detroit. And oh, can you imagine <laughs> Max Crosby and Aiden Hutchinson on 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 old oh, bookends? Oh, we
1: trade Mac in his prime. Why not Max Crosby? Uh, come
0: back home. <laughs> he played his college ball right down the road. So man, that, that would works. be so
2: Raider if you guys Worth. did that. <laughs>
0: that's what you know. Whenever
1: he texts, it's that gif of Raven Simone, and that's so Raider. <laughs> That's what we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. That is what we do.
0: All right, fellas. It's that time of the show. It's final words. Brandon Chain, final words for tonight.
2: Oh, final words is I'm somewhat back on the Titan train hype. We saw a little glimmer of hope there in coming into a bad Colts team, although they do have a weapon in Richardson, I'm desperately hoping we can pull this off um, in Indianapolis. Because I and I'm probably going to be wrong because every time I pick against or for the Titans, it's the wrong side. So uh, I just hope we can pull this off this week. Raj Meadow. I'm excited
1: about my week coming up. It's my nine-year-old's fall break and his Disneyland is when we go home is Dodger Stadium and we will be uh, at Saturday's game against the winner of Arizona and Milwaukee. We'll be at Monday's game um, on Friday. I'm flying from there straight to Chicago for USC, Notre Dame. So it's super sports week coming up. I've traveled a lot for games. I always try to get on, but then I end up getting too wasted pregame and I forget how to turn on like the record button on my phone and shit. So I'll try to pay attention. But most importantly, I get to see moms. Uh, I was 83, doing okay, Parkinson's. But um, yeah, we're, you know, not many opportunities to do socialism with my sister. So hopefully it'll be a great, great week and uh, excited for the sports. Excited for my little one to see my mom and excited for him to see his Disneyland, Chavez, Ravine, the baseball playoffs are here. I get very little sleep because I live in the eastern time zone, but it's worth it usually. <laughs> but now, I'm excited as
0: hell. What uh, What's happening to little man when you fly to Chicago?
1: He and my wife are uh, – I was just going to put him in a box and mail him home. He and my wife <laughs> will, will go home straight oh, from okay. L.A., Orange <laughs> County to – On Friday,
0: and then I'll go to Chicago. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, And I can't wait. Uh, Hopefully, we'll uh, connect it in South Bend. uh, That you know, I was in Chattanooga earlier this year, and uh, it didn't happen. So hopefully, we make that work. We will, (laughs) since we'll be in the same town, same game
1: for sure. And I like free beer. That tailgate sounds badass. And oh yeah, had a
0: bunch of friends
1: that are not going. I have a few friends that backed out after the Colorado game that you know they just didn't want to spend what they had to spend to go out there and all that shit and you know other people wanted to go but they backed out after the fucking colorado game
0: i traded bears Equally lions stupid. bears lions tickets for this one so uh
1: i think that was a brilliant move <laughs> yeah it's <a> good, it's <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking game. forward
0: to that but uh my final words tonight aren't aren't sports related and um I just want to give love and, and, and appreciation for our fellow co-host, uh, Robbie Davis. Uh, he's been going through some stuff this week. I, I'm not going into detail out of respect for him, but um, he's had a rough week. And um, it just, not to go into detail, like I said, but life is real um, interesting. Uh, you never take for granted what you have, where you where you're at. Cause it could be taken from you uh, at a moment's notice. Um, I myself am going through a situation. I'm uh, I just found out I'm going to be losing my job in the next couple months, unfortunately. So I'm going through a season, but it is not comparison to what he's going through. So just to keep it short and sweet, uh, I want to, you know, I, I think I can speak for the fellas here. Uh, we're giving our love to Robbie and his family and his friends and, um, uh, we miss the hell out of you being here. Uh, and we look forward to having you back next week. So, um, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the sports thing uh, and life happens. Uh, and this is a situation where sports aside, we love it. We love talking about it. We're good at it. But um, we're also human beings. And um, this is a time where uh, thoughts and prayers. You know what? If that's what you do, uh, send him his way. He's going to need it. Uh, it's a tough time. But uh, we look forward to having him back with us next week uh, and talking some NFL. So, um, yeah, Robbie, we love you. We miss you. And we can't wait to see you next week. But, um, again, check out our college football kickoff. It's available everywhere. Go check it out, YouTube, our Facebook page. Um, good, good show then and an awesome show tonight. Uh, we're going to – Talk about this next week, our picks, and see uh, how bad we really were. So uh, with that being said, for Raj Mehta, Brandon Shane, I am Tom Sloan. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation catch us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts we look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of reckless speculation cheers